everyone, it's Tanya Burton. Welcome back to Core 1031 Fitness. Today's episode is really unique and awesome. Um, it's actually with a coach of ours, mindset and motivational coach. We have partnered up together. Her name is Ashton. And we did a workshop together going over how can you resolve your problems without calories? How many of us struggle with emotional eating or when we feel depressed or sad or angry or stressed that we revert for food for comfort there are other options there's other ways to navigate through those stressful times that don't need food into the equation but what does that look like what does that mean so we did a live workshop and we went ahead and are putting it on the podcast so if you hear us saying hey write things down or turn the page um, they did receive an ebook with it to follow along so um, just be aware it is a live workshop um, that I'm talking to people who are in the audience Um, but I hope you enjoyed I hope it inspires you I hope it encourages you um, that you're not alone and there are options of how do I navigate through my emotions what does that look like and what can I do about it so I hope you enjoy this episode if you do feel free to share it with a friend or family member um, who struggle with the same things we do that they're not alone and there are options so enjoy to the workshop. I'm so excited you're here. And I just want to show you guys, you're not alone. We're all kind of emotional eaters. You're not alone in this. So we're going to be a great group together. Um, Tanya Burton, most of you know me, maybe you've never seen me before. Um, I have Ashton here. She is our mindset and motivational coach. Welcome. Hey, y'all. Thanks for having me here. I'm super excited to get started on this with you guys. It's going to be pretty awesome. Yes, it's going to be super, super fun. Obviously, we all relate to what an emotional eater is. So an emotional eater and how they behave is um, they respond to stressful or difficult feelings um, by eating. They kind of use it as a a coping mechanism for stressful situations. And these situations look different for everyone. You know, we're all different people. It can be an argument with a spouse, um, stress with the kids, problems at work, road rage from somebody that just kind of was the cherry on top for you. It all looks different. And, um, you know, we've all felt this way. We've all felt hopeless whenever it comes to managing our emotions with sweets, sweet and salty, whatever that temptation is for you. And we've all experienced the fight with temptation and the unhappy feelings after emotional eating, which is um, why we're here. So an emotional eater, just dealing with those stressful situations with food. The first exercise and finding the deeper reason, because it's so important. A lot of times we feel like our emotions happen and we have no control or what's going on. You do have control. It's just a matter of taking a step back and reflecting and be like, okay, what's really going on? Because if you answer that question, it's going to help you later on. So question number one is what steals my joy? Joy. What is stealing your joy? And you're going to be like, Tiny, what does joy have to do with anything? Uh, I'm going to tell you here really quickly what that matters. So what steals my joy? And underneath that, what triggers my emotional eating? And this is different for everybody. So there's no wrong answer. Ain't nobody looking or copying you. But I want you to be real with yourself right now and write it down. What is stealing my joy? Is it friends? Is it work? Is it social media? Is it my cat? You know, like what is stressing me out? What is, what's stealing my joy? Everything does. You just have to take a moment to reflect what is it? Is it not having a routine? You know, whatever it is, like I said, no wrong, no wrong answers, but you have to be honest with yourself as like, Hey, what is stealing my joy with one of my clients? Uh, it was slow progress 
that's something that stole her door. She's like, Tanya, if I don't see that scale go down, <laughs> woo! And I'm like, preach sister, been there. Um, and the comparison game, especially when you're trying to lose weight and you see this person's lost 20 pounds or 30 or 50, and you just want to feed them a donut because you're sick and tired of seeing them lose weight. And like, if they say one more win, you're just annoyed with it. So I had one client that on and off again, on and off again, on and off again, she would lose five pounds and then gain five and lose five and gain five. And I'm, and I can see it's like emotionally draining. I've been there and I, and she kept doing that and doing that. And I'm thinking, okay, what is, what's going on? And so I finally, I asked her this question. I'm like, what is stealing your joy? Cause she would blame her food or her water or she didn't work out. And I'm like, it's nothing. It's none of that. It's not your tracking. It's not your protein intake. It's not your exercise. Something is stealing your joy. That's causing you to go through the drive-thru or eat Chinese food. That's the ripple effect. She goes, Tanya, it's the comparison game. I see everyone losing weight and I don't know why I'm not doing that. And so I go, let's, let's take that out of the equation. Let's stop comparing. Let's, we worked on some things from that meeting on in the next seven months, she lost 40 pounds all from that one question. What is stealing your joy? And because she answered it and said the comparison game, we're like, great. Now we know how to navigate through that. We're going to do this, this, and this. She lost 40 pounds. She was comparing herself for an entire year and not losing anything. She took the comparison game out of it and focused on herself and what she has to do, lost 40 pounds. I'm like, that is the power of reflecting. And that's why that's question number one. What is triggering my emotional eating? What is causing me to crave this stuff? Taking a step back, okay? Number two, Ashton, go. Number two is what's my limiting beliefs? What is it that you're telling yourself? What are my limiting beliefs? You know, oftentimes it's really easy for us to pick out our flaws, to find the things that are wrong with us that we think that we need to work on. It could be, I can't help it. I can't control my cravings. I'm a victim in my own body. I have an addiction to sugar. Um, I'm not worthy enough. I'm not strong enough. What are the things that you are telling yourself that is stopping you from your success? You know the saying, it it's like you're swimming upstream. Instead of going with the flow and going with the current, you're constantly working and battling, trying to swim upstream and you're not achieving anything because of the negative things that you're telling yourself, the limiting beliefs that are keeping you from that success. So what are your limiting beliefs that you're telling yourself all the time that's stopping you from achieving what it is you're setting out to achieve? Very, very important. And I'd love to hear that in the chat so that people see that they're not alone in that um, you know, one of my living beliefs is I, I can't control it. This is what I crave. This is what I eat. It's what I want, or I'm not worthy. I can't help it. I have no discipline. I'm a loser. Like my living, I mean, my living beliefs and just my self-talk was just awful. Mm -hmm. And because of that, that reflected my decisions. Yeah. And oftentimes listening to your feelings, acting on those feelings. Well, I feel sad. So this is, I guess what I have to do, but that takes the control out of the picture. You have 100% control of what it is that you want to do next. So what is it that you're telling yourself that's stopping you from being successful? It's important to know that. And it's sometimes we don't question the reason why we're asking questions because different questions result in different answers. Most of us don't ask these questions because you're like, what does joy have to do with anything, Tanya? That's ridiculous. It has a lot to do with it. What does limiting beliefs have to do with it? Everything. 
sometimes our limiting beliefs, if we actually write them down, I did this exercise. This isn't just something I made up. I'm literally showing you the formula of how I overcame my overeating or emotional eating. I literally wrote down, what is my limiting beliefs? And I wrote it down. I'm like, what do you mean you have self-control? You're already down 10 pounds. You work out twice a week. You hit 10,000 steps. Like the limiting beliefs were like, no, I actually, I can't do this. Which leads me to my third point is what's the truth? What is really the truth? What can you do? What are you, what are you telling yourself about yourself? That's the truth that you can actually do this. And it's so important to encourage yourself because sometimes what we say to ourselves is on repeat. And a lot of times it's negative, right? And we keep repeating the negative. You've got to tell yourself the truth that, no, I got this. I can do this. You know, how many of you have graduated high school? How many of you have driven a car? Like there's so many things that we were scared of or we thought we couldn't do or accomplish. You actually can. So the truth is you can do it. You just got to dive in deeper and pull it out of you and know that you can do this. So my question is, what's the truth? I want you to write down at least one phrase of, no, I can do this. I do have control, even though right now you probably don't believe it. <laughs> you might not believe it in yourself. I want you to write it down. I do have control. I do believe it. I got this. I can do this. If I can, I, I haven't experienced this yet, but if I can give birth, <laughs> I can control and believe in myself to walk away or go away from drive through or put the cookies away or the Oreos, whatever it is. So the truth is, what are you going to tell about yourself that can be true and that you'd like it to be true. Think about all of the challenging things that you are so proud of that you've accomplished in your life, whether it's going to college, getting that perfect job, all those things you really worked for. Um, you're fully capable. You're a rock star. Over 20 pounds is amazing. Yeah. Brag about yourself. Brag about yourself. Um, number four, take it away, Ashley. Yeah. Number four is what are my food triggers? Super, super important to be able to acknowledge what are the food triggers that are holding me back from the success, recognize them. I don't know if any of you heard our podcast from about a month ago um, about environmental triggers, but these are the things around us that just set you off, that make you wanna to turn to the sweet and salty, to the crunchy things, whatever it may be. So going by those and, and, and discovering what are the food triggers. And if you have them, don't put them in your house. Or if, it, if it's something like for me, it was ice cream. I don't keep ice cream in my house because if I'm having an emotional time, well, then I might turn to sweets and I don't want to do that. You have that choice. Another form of a food trigger could be if you're driving home from work and you have a McDonald's right there and it's just like muscle memory, you stop there all the time. I see you raising your hand, Tanya. You stop there all the time. Make it a choice. That is a food trigger for me. And I am stronger than that. I am better than that. And I have much bigger goals than the Big Mac that's on the menu. So acknowledging those food triggers and just letting them be. It's okay to have food triggers. We all do. You know? Yeah, we all have it. We're all normal. We're human. So that's what I want to ask about, you know, and I, I want people to know that hey, it's normal to have food triggers, but there's a difference of knowing you have it and then constantly buying them because you're going to fall into that trap of if it's, if it's in your house, I don't know about you, but if it's in my house, it like calls my name. It's like Tanya, eat me, Tanya, yeah. eat me, Tanya, eat me, Tanya, eat me. And I'm like, but if it's not in my house, I don't know about you, but I'm a little lazy. And I'm like, oh, I gotta get shoes on. <laughs> I gotta put a mask on. I have to get in my car. I gotta drive. If I have to get in the store. Oh my gosh. So, you know, like if you make it harder to get it, it's going to be harder to get it. But if it's in your house, in your cabinets, oh my gosh, 
that's one one of my challenges for you today is if there's something tr a trigger food in your house right now get rid of it and you're gonna notice oh wow i actually can control my emotions because it ain't here you know so that's that's one helpful tip that me and ashton which we'll we'll share some more of our tips but that was one of our tips is we don't keep it in our house if it ain't in our house we ain't gonna eat it um, yeah Call my and name. Some that might be a little challenging, like, well, I don't want to give it up or that feels like really, really hard for me. And something that I like to say is that in order to be better, we have to accept change. We have to acknowledge what is holding us back in order to get to where it is that we want to go. So if that means kicking the ice cream out, kicking out the hot Cheetos, don't drive by the McDonald's, take a different route, do what you got to do. Yep. And that's why I put that in that quote in your ebook. Nothing will work unless you do. Mm -hmm. So you, you gotta, gotta put in the work and to make things happen. So we're going to transition to the next page. Um, and this is super important. If there's anything you learned from us today, please, please, this is going to be the key component. You, you highlight it, you put this on your fridge, you snuggle with this piece of paper at night. Like this <laughs> is the biggest thing. I'm telling you what, you have to find number one, what brings me joy. So we established, Hey, this is what is stealing my joy we got to flip that around. We don't want to just focus on what's stealing my joy. It's good to know what's taking my joy away and what's causing me to get irritated, annoyed, and stressed, and depressed. But what brings me joy? That is such an important question to ask, okay? What helps you stay calm and in control? That's the second part of it. What helps me stay calm and in control? These are huge. If you stay calm and in control, woo, you are never going to have to worry about resolving any problems with some calories because you're going to learn how to do this. So in the dots below, what I want you to do is I want you to make a list of things that bring you joy. And a lot of times when I work with my clients this way, it's like a, a it's like deer in the headlights. They're like, oh, Tanya, I don't know what brings me joy. That's why we're doing this exercise because you need to know how do I overcome this without consuming food? I don't know about you. Um, and I don't know if, how many people know my story, but I used to be 50 pounds overweight. My only link from emotional eating and sadness was food. That was it. That was my only option. That was my joy was food. And it wasn't until I created a menu. That's what I want you to do right now. I want you to create a menu. What else brings me joy? Is it crafting? Is it going for a walk? Is it calling your mom or your friend and talking to them? Is it taking them out for coffee? Is it, maybe it's just a candle. Like I'm super basic and simple. I light a candle and oh my gosh, I feel so much better. Maybe it's upbeat music. Pandora, you just, I type in Zumba or pound. Woo, that music, I'm just like, oh, look at that. My state, my emotion state just like changed, just like that. Like mm -hmm. I, and I'm gonna play some music. I want you to write down, I think I have six options. I want you to write six options down. The next time you feel. You know that phrase that you use all the time, move on purpose. It's yes. one of the key factors to weight loss. Yes. How about do on purpose for this situation? What brings you joy? Do something on purpose yeah. that brings joy for you. And it doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be, you know, spend a lot of money. Some people want to do massage or a pedicure. You just want something that when you feel those emotions, you need to have an option. Your brain has to have a menu of what else can you do that brings you joy. It could be a puzzle. It could be crafting. It could be journaling. It could be going for a walk. It could be anything, but you've got to give your brain that, that list of an option. Otherwise, if you don't, it's going to be, I'm stressed. I'm going to eat. I'm depressed. I'm going to eat. I sneezed, I'm going to eat. Like it's, you've got to bridge the gap of 
what else can I do? What else brings me joy? And here's the thing. If you don't know, after this session, I'm going to recommend Pinterest it. People do blogs about this. People do Google, like all this stuff of like things that make me happy. And some of them are like, that's weird. But some of them are like, hey, I didn't think of that idea. For me, it was painting. I'm like, you know, that kind of looks fun. And I'm like, I got addicted to painting. I just tried it. Never really knew about it. I'm like, I'm just going to try it. And I'm over here like painting stuff for people. And I absolutely love it. And the quote I want to keep you with is, um, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And that's Nehemiah 8.10. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Joy equals strength. And you need to know that. Joy is just not a word or just a smile. It's literally strength. It's literally energy for happiness. That's why I picked that word is joy. You take away joy, your emotions go down, and so do your good decision-making. You raise up your joy, you're going to feel better, you're going to make better decisions. Does that make sense? So I want you to know that anytime you feel stressed out, your first question should be, what's going to bring me joy right now? What is it going to be? Is it going to be my favorite show in the background? Is it going to be a comedy show? Is it going to be music? Do I need to go get a new outfit, some new shoes? What do I got to do to bring me joy? Is it a bubble bath? Is it reading? Do I need to book a trip with a friend? Do I need a girl's weekend? Kristen and Jessica, maybe you guys need to go back to Colorado. I don't know. Maybe you guys need to do that. That brought you guys a lot of joy. So you just got to find some joy. Okay. Well, I'd like to add to that. Something that's really important is sometimes in those situations where it feels too hard, like what is my joy? I don't even remember what I wrote down. I'm a post-it note girl all the way. I have post-it notes all over my house. So that's just a special little tip. Yes. Yes. A special little tip. If you need to write them down, stick them on your mirror, stick them on your fridge, the inside of your fridge, whenever you go to get in the chip bag, in the pantry, yep. whatever you got to do what brings you that joy super important so next is emotional hunger versus true hunger two very very different things so physical hunger is the feeling or the sensation to eat in order to nourish your body okay it's that that healthy bit but emotional eating is the outlet for you to attempt to control uncomfortable feelings by emotional eating so what i want you to do on this next page here is i want you to circle the things in each category that um, are what you experience so physical hunger it develops slowly over time you desire a variety of food groups you feel the sensation of fullness and take it as a cue to stop eating and then something that's really important for me personally is you have no negative feelings about what you're eating. You feel satisfied, you feel good, you feel healthy. You're like, all right, let's tackle the next thing that's on my list. That is healthy physical hunger that you need to give to your body. And then there's the emotional hunger. Remember, circle the things and be honest with yourself. What are the things that you experience? Emotional hunger, it comes about suddenly or abruptly. You crave only certain foods, maybe sweets, and try and tell yourself, well, maybe my body needs it. Maybe step back and say, where is this really coming from? You may binge on food and not feel satisfaction uh, or a sensation of fullness, and you feel guilty or shameful about eating. Raise your hands if you ever feel guilty about eating certain things out of working out of emotions. Yeah. Kick it to the curb. Just, just toss it on back. Acknowledge it if it happens, but next time, what brings you joy? Do those things. Do on purpose. Move on purpose. Do the best that you can. Um, so yeah, circle all those things. You might have circled the entire page. I'm going to be honest. I circle all of them. I experience all of them. It's normal. It's natural. You are not alone in any of this. I promise you. Well, what's great about this exercise as you circle it is you see there's a difference. It's not mm -hmm. all, all hunger pains are all physical hunger. There's some emotions. And if you know, hey, this isn't emotional. I feel guilty or shame after eating this. 
okay, what really happened? What just happened? Why did I do that? So you reflect and you're like, okay, next time this happens, I'm going to do this, which is our next part. Big, big question. How do I control it? Especially in those difficult moments where it's like, the moment is happening right now. I'm all in my feelings and my emotions. How do I control this? Refer yeah. back to this page for you. And we have two answers. Yes. This is, again, this is going to be awesome, okay? When you feel like all, all the stress and all the pressure, you have literally two options when this happens. And it's going to derail you of emotionally eating, and you're going to pick one of the options. First one is let it go. Is anybody singing Frozen in their head? Let it go. I've got it going on for me. Yes, <laughs> right now. Let it go. Seriously, unfollow, delete, decline, say no. Put yourself first and say, I'm not going to let this situation control me. Let it go. Um, to give you a little bit of an, an example for that, you know, there, there's little check marks there that you can, you can write in. How can I let this go? What can I do for, for the next time that this comes up? And I'm going to give you a little bit of an example. Say if someone like a spouse or a coworker, family member, whatever the situation may be for you, say that they do something that triggers you or sets you off. And oftentimes those stressful situations, gaining happiness by emotional eating seems like the absolute only answer it's in that moment you want to do it right then that's all that you've got we've all been there i promise you but that doesn't have to be the case okay okay think about the situation that occurred acknowledge it it happened it was stressful and frankly it probably really sucked that's just how it is that's what happens in those emotional situations but consider this very very important consider that the reactions of others and how they choose to handle a situation is completely out of your control. I'm gonna say that again. The way someone else chooses to react or um, be in a situation, how they choose to handle it, is completely out of your control. But the good news is that you have control in how you react to the situation. You have control in how you react to that situation. And food is not a permanent happiness for you. It goes back to what brings me joy. What's going to strike that inside of you that makes you feel even better. So take the situation and let it go. Play Frozen in the background if you have to. If you have kids and you've heard it a thousand times, I'm sorry, but I'm a huge Disney fan. Okay, let it go. Except that you can control your next move. And whatever that may be, whatever that joy might be for you, going on a walk, jamming out in the car, dance party, crafting, whatever it is but let the situation go because it does not define you. I think that's really important to, to acknowledge. And I'll be honest with you. So I had something, I, I usually don't have a lot of things like that steal my joy because I'm so cautious of it and I'm so aware of it. And I'm like, oh, not today, Satan. Like, I got time for you to steal my joy. I got stuff to do today. But last week I had a situation come up and I'm like, I felt me like, you guys get that like cringe, like, like it just, it just bothered me. And I kept thinking, I'm like, oh, this is perfect timing because I got two choices. I'm going to practice what I preach. I'm going to let it go because I can't control what someone's thinking or saying. What I can control is how I approach it maybe differently next time or what am I going to tell myself next time. But it, it's not worth it to me to think about something that happened three days ago. Mm. It's not going to change or better my life in the future. And what's worse is those three days before we know, I don't know about you guys, but how many times three days turned into two years, five years, 10 years, and we're still thinking and gnawing on something that bothered us that something happened from a long time ago. And, and ultimately you let it define you. 
Yeah. And it just, it, it sucks your energy. So sometimes, I mean, for some of us, we have to go back to like our childhood or even high school of like things that bothered us. And we're still thinking about it. It might be 10, 20, 30 years ago. We're still thinking about it. And it's like, why? And I get it. I've been there. I'm not judging. I'm literally telling you, I went through this exercise and I'm like, you got to let it go. That person hurt you. They dumped you because you're overweight. Let it go. Who cares? You're married now. Like I literally had to tell myself this because it kept bothering me. And I'm like, why? You're so much happier, you know, or whatever situation it is, whatever heartaches or pain that we've been through five, 10, 20 years ago, if it's not bringing you joy and it's causing you and stealing your energy, you've got to learn to make peace with it and be like, Hey, my life is better now and, mm -hmm. and have that gratitude. So I just want to encourage those. I literally just had this come up and I'm like, I took a deep breath. I'm like, just, just let it, it's okay. Just move on with your, and I haven't thought about it ever since. I literally had to tell myself, Tanya, you got to let it go. You can't control it. And if you don't control and let it go, it's going to keep controlling your emotions. And those hot funions are looking really good right now. No. So I let it go. Um, so the second part, <clears throat> so that's option number one. You feel that like, <laughs> ask yourself, can I do anything about it? No. Great. Let it go. It's really that simple. You got to catch yourself. You got to tell yourself, you got to be your own cheerleader. Let it go. It's not a big deal. It's not going to change anything. Here's the second part. How can I take action? That is the second part. You either let it go or you got to do something about it. You've got to take action. And now I don't mean the bowl and the spoon and the ice cream and take action and pour ice cream into your bowl. Not the action I'm talking about. I'm talking about what can I do about it? So I'm going to go back to my client that was, that had that comparison game about her stress. And I go, what is, what, where are you getting this from? And she's like, everyone on Facebook, this person's losing weight, this person was losing weight. I'm like, what's the solution? She goes, I should just unfollow them. Great. Unfollow them. She started unfollowing them, not deleting them as friends, just unfollowing them. Wow. All of a sudden when she's on Facebook, she's not getting irritated every time she sees somebody losing more weight. She's only seeing the things that bring her joy. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, you know what? Snapchat just steals my joy. Deleted Snapchat. I didn't tell her to do anything. I'm literally, what's your, what's your action steps? It's important to do that. How many of you do not eat right because your house is dirty? If my kitchen is a mess, I just want to eat every, cause it gives me anxiety. I'm just like, I don't like a, a messy house. As soon as I clean my kitchen, I'm like, now I want yogurt. And I'm like that weirdo. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I, my, my house cannot be messy. Cause it, it, I learned that that's my trigger and that steals my joy. Um, it could be anything. It could be anything, but just taking action of what it is that's, that's stealing my joy. What am I going to do about it? It's so important to know that. And I want you to answer those questions of, and this is important to know, Hey, the next time I feel stressed, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to make a hot cup of tea. I'm going to call up Tanya, see how she's doing. She's going to pump me up. I'm going to listen to Dwayne Johnson on YouTube because his motivational speech always pumps me up. I'm going to listen to my music. I'm going to turn on my candle. The next time I feel stressed, I will, what's your answer? Next time I feel stressed, I will, because if you don't literally think about it and plan ahead, your answer is always going to be that trigger food. Does that make sense? So it's important to answer this question now. So you're going to prepare for it later. And guess what? You're probably not, you might not get it hundred percent every time, but you're flexing that muscle of, Hey, let's make sure that the next time I'm stressed, I do this same thing with, Hey, the next time I feel bored, instead of mindlessly snack, I'm going to do some laundry. I'm gonna do the dishes. I'm gonna take my dog out for a walk. I'm gonna take my cat out for a walk. 
I don't know. I'm going to go to a dollar store. I'm going to walk around Hobby Lobby with a cup of coffee. I'm going to go take a bubble bath. I'm going to go book a trip. You've got to think of what else can I do? Does that make sense? Yes, girl. I got you, Nicole. I'll send this to you. You're good. Thanks for joining. Um, the next time I feel like giving up, I will what? Ooh, this is huge. This is big. The next time I feel like quitting or I feel like giving up on my health, this is what I'm going to do. For me, it's remembering my why. Why do you keep going? Why didn't you not gain your 50 pounds back, Tanya? Because I don't want to go through that again. I, I want to feel good. I want to feel strong. The next time I feel like giving up, I'm going to turn on some upbeat music because upbeat music makes me feel good. The next time I feel like I'm around my trigger foods, I will drink 10 gulps of water. There's no wrong, right or wrong answer, but I need you to fill it out because if you can't fill that out, you're gonna have a hard time overcoming emotional eating. Does that make sense? So it's important to look at that and, and please, if you can, write more than one, one option. The goal is to create a menu. You want as much space and as much things to do between what you're feeling and what you wanna eat. And so for me, and I know I've talked about this with my clients, I would, I would make it really hard for me to eat something. Like if I felt super stressed out, I'm like, you're gonna go for a 10 minute walk. You're gonna take a shower. You're gonna read 10 minutes on a book. You're gonna clean your kitchen. And before I knew it, it was dinner time. And I'm like, oh, okay. I have 500 calories left. That was great. I could have just blown it like three hours ago. So I made the gap and I made it harder for me to eat it because I made a system of follow your menu, do other things, either letting it go or actually taking action. Most of the time it was taking action. Go get it done. Yeah. Go fill your space up with something else. I don't know if anyone else relates to this, but for me, going back to the next time I feel bored connects with um, the giving up. If I feel bored or like I don't have a lot going on with myself, that's when it's like, oh, well, I don't have anything going on. I guess I'm not worth the time or whatever. You know, all of these emotional icky things that goes back to the things that are limiting beliefs of what, what we tell ourselves. Personally, for me, sometimes if I just get out of the chair and stand up and take a deep breath, it's like a whole new outlook on life. And I know that sounds super simple, but sometimes just moving on purpose, doing on purpose is a huge motivator. And it sounds so simple. You know, it might seem like I have to have all of these different steps, but maybe it's just do on purpose, get up. And maybe that could give you that boost that you need. So I want everyone to write down like one thing. I, I, I know we gave you a lot of information and I wanted to cover everything with you guys. This is literally the system, the formula that I've used, that we've both used to not only lose the weight, I've lost 50, Ashton lost 70, right? Yes, ma'am. And I'm proud of it. <laughs> that we not only lost it, but we've kept it off. And we wanted to share that with you guys because we know how much like bondage and, and it's so, it's like we feel like we can't overcome it. You can't. So I want you to write down in the chat, this is my next step that this is where I struggle with more. This is going to be my one thing that I got from this that I'm going to apply next time. What are you going to apply next time you have this? Earth? Thank you so much for tuning in because I know this topic is hard, but I want you to look around. You're not alone. You are not alone. But the best thing is you got two choices. Uh, you can make progress. You could turn the page and start a new chapter, or you can stay where you're at. And I don't know about you, but I'm all about like, give me some tips and advice because I want to better myself because I want to be a healthier more passionate person. So I love that you showed up. Like you guys are such high achievers for that. And I appreciate you showing up because that's the only way we get better is learning other skills and being a part and listening what other people are going through and just being encouraged that like, Oh, I'm not alone. Um, I always thought I was alone. Same thing with Jessica. And it wasn't until I'm like, you can do this. You just need new skills. You just need to try new things. And before you know it, you start applying it. Woo! 
your progress is going to be so much better. So thank you everyone for tuning in. I will see everybody later. Have an awesome night.